Welcome to the PTA, Page Turners Anonymous. This week's PTA is in session with Samantha B, who will be talking all about her debut book, Shattered Chaos, as well as all that is to come in 2021. I very much hope you enjoy, and as usual, please rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome to the PTA, Sam. Thank you for having me lovely to have you um, on the PTA today. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Um, yeah, talk about you, your writing, and so on. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Samantha B. Um, and I am a newbie author. I have one book out. Um, I was actually discussing this with my team the other day. And authors always have these like cute little like kind of like taglines for themselves like you know to describe what they write yeah. and I was like I don't know like what do I write <laughs> uh, they're so difficult taglines to think up it is because I mean right now I have a dark it's mafia-esque I don't know you've read Shattered yeah I say it's dark but I mean I'm so excited to talk about Shattered because it's like <laughs> It's just a sort of badass, like, female kind of interpretation of dark mafia-esque, which I think is really cool. But, yeah, we'll we'll keep yeah. on – we'll talk about that. <laughs> so, it is – it is very dark. It is our age. Um, and it is mafia, I guess. Like, I don't really think of it as mafia, but it kind no. of is. Yeah. Um, but I have so many other things that I want to do that really just branch out in every single direction – and I'm like, I don't want to like niche myself in one thing. Uh, That's so true. Yeah. Because as yeah. soon as you pigeonhole yourself, it's, you get people saying, but why are you writing this really sweet sort of small towns, friends to love, enemies to lovers? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> what happened to the torture, man? So... It's like, where's the torture? We want <laughs> We want torture. Yes. So I already announced um, the kiss of goodbye, which is night and day from Shattered Chaos. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't really know. I guess we were kind of throwing around ideas and we liked the idea of rogue romance um, as being what I write. Not necessarily just one genre, but I guess really I just want to write whatever the hell I want to write. And I don't really want to change that, you know, like my character, I write for myself. And so, yeah, I guess that's what you can expect from me is everything and anything under the moon. That's great because it kind of encompasses everything. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, romance with a twist. Um, you know, I do have RH planned. I have NF planned. Um, I have a little bit of menage planned. Um, oh, I think it's so exciting. And I can't wait to um, yeah get talking about your upcoming projects. But quickly, who's who's on your team, sort of? Who's, who's, who helps you with the whole? Because I know all these authors, like, you'll have a behind the scenes sort of group that just keep everything going like your support system yeah so I do have a small team there's four of us and one of them is Gabby G and Ray <laughs> uh, we do we started this whole thing together we really pushed each other um, she's read every every single word that I have written she reads and she a little bit hates me for it because I write out of order um, actually already read the end of Deadly Chaos and she was like how did we get here because I mean 
I'm not there yet, but I know how it ends. And so I, I've already written the end and she's just, she's already read it. So she knows what happens. Um, so yeah, I guess she's kind of my alpha reader. She reads everything as it comes and she gets all the spoilers. We do all of our vibe sessions. And then I have two betas that have kind of been promoted to alpha because I'm very, very bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> and that is Sam and Andrea. Um, they are both just godsends. Andrea became a beta through Instagram, actually. She was just so excited when Shattered Chaos was coming out. Um, and I reached out to her and I said, hey, I need someone to read this as a reader and just kind of give me your feedback. And she was so excited about it and she was so hyped. And she'll I tell mean, you she stalked me into being my friend. And <laughs> she's not wrong. She was in my inbox every single day. She was blowing up my DMs. Um, but now we're like really good friends and she's right. So it worked for her. Um, and then Sam was an ARC reader for Shattered and she emailed me and was like, I love this here were a couple of things I noticed that I thought you could do better. And I was like, do you want to be on my team? <laughs> so that's kind of my team. We run everything with each other. And um, it's really, really helpful to just kind of have that backup and that support. Probably do a shout out to Andrea because wasn't she dressing up as Scar? And yes, <laughs> she did. She's actually done Scar. Um, from Shattered Chaos. She did a couple of videos and I, I think she posted two of them and I was living for it. She is great. And she's also done Elle from GN Wright's um, Revival of a King. I know, I just thought it was great just seeing her dress up. I was like, yes, queen. I love this. Yes. This, takes, <laughs> this takes fan yes. fandom to a new level. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> she's all about it. But she had such a good time doing it, and we had such a good time like cheering her on. So she's definitely our hype woman. <laughs> I love that. I'm so excited to see what she comes up with um, next. <laughs> oh, I know you never know with Andrea. She's great, <laughs> <laughs> and she's actually shout out to Andrea. Sorry, this is your podcast, but I know that she's going to become a newbie author as well. So she, quick shout out. <laughs> yes, she is, and that's kind of that's one of the really fun things about my team because all four of us are really just pushing each other and encouraging each other we read each other's works and I won't go too much into what they're doing because um you know they haven't quite announced everything you never yet. you never know what people have announced or not <laughs> right so but it's just been really fun to like find girls that like we all click together so well and uh, it's it's really really different just to find someone who's to find people who are just so supportive and it makes the process so much more fun and it's a real sort of highlight of this community just how lovely everyone is like I know there is a fair share of drama but there are just some amazing ladies in this community who are just so so lovely yeah, and so supportive yeah. I, you know there's there's drama to be found anywhere but I yeah. think the pros of you know, the book community definitely outshines the drama that we might have. Um, and thankfully, I haven't been involved in any of the drama. So early days, past. early days. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, I love how supportive the book community is. Uh, what would you what five things would you bring to a desert island? Um, okay. One of them has to be a book. I know it can't be a Kindle. 
<laughs> okay, so I thought a lot about this um, ever <laughs> since Gabby did her episode. And it's so funny because my book is the same as hers. Um, I would bring the omnibus of Hannaford Prep by Jay Bree. Well, I just I, remember I, her saying that she sort of slid into your DMs, sort of book style, <laughs> about Hannaford Prep. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how we started following each other. And yeah, it definitely bonded us. So um, yeah, that, that would be my book. I feel like I could read that series just over and over again and never be tired of it. So yeah, that would probably be my my one book that I would take would be all four books because I'm a cheater. <laughs> well, it's it's fine. I feel you can take, yeah, all four books will keep you busy. And if you don't have anything to do, just reread Hannaford Prep. It will keep yeah. you entertained. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be my book. Other four things I would bring. Okay, again, I'm a cheater. Um, <laughs> so I would bring like a solar powered laptop and that's what I would bring because then I could write and like not have to worry about ink or paper or like pencils I just have to like you know use solar panels to charge my laptop like can we make that a thing yeah no you can make that a thing I think um last week's guest Nyla decided to bring a typewriter to write stories so yeah definitely I mean you are writers are at the end of the day you've got to bring something to these islands to keep yourself interested yeah otherwise I'm just gonna be like writing in the sand you know like (laughs) oh people fly above and be like what the hell have you written (laughs) yeah probably um so yeah I would do that and then I'm also gonna steal one of Nyla's I would bring sunglasses because my eyes are so sensitive to the sun I would not be able to handle it um well I think sunglasses is a really if you're in a sunny island I mean you need that the glare all that you need the sunglasses okay laptop sunglasses Hannaford prep um two more more. would you bring your son you know I would love to say that I would, <laughs> but <laughs> he would be so miserable on a deserted island. Like, would I really want to subject him to that? That's true, actually. And he has so many people at home that, like, I mean... He, t- he wouldn't miss you. <laughs> I mean, he's such would a mama's you? boy. He, I'm going back to work, and he totally cried when he found out. <laughs> oh, so he's such a mama's thing. boy so he would be upset but you know I'm gonna have my laptop so we can FaceTime yeah um, be fine <laughs> so my other two things can I bring like a camper yeah, yeah of course you can yeah I'm gonna bring a camper because I don't want to sleep on you know the sand that doesn't sound fun and then that would be food too and my last thing um my Starbucks barista. <laughs> <laughs> because... Complete with the whole stocked out Starbucks. Yeah, that's brand. in the camper. <laughs> oh, that's in the that's camper. That's in the camper. Oh, God. The camper is stuck to Jesus. Sorry, I hadn't really tweaked that. That's... Okay, <laughs> but it's fine. I'll give you the camper. I'm going to remember it for next time. So you're not allowed to bring a camper with everything in it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. You are You are allowed this time. So camper with barista. Yep. <laughs> That's my fifth item is my Starbucks barista because I don't like to make my own coffee. I'm very spoiled like that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go? Everyone's got their vices. I mean, coffee is probably a healthier vice to have than other things, I'd say. 
Yeah, you know, and it keeps me productive. Yeah. It helps me write. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Uh, what's your go-to coffee order? Okay, I drink the same thing every day. Um, and it is an, it's kind of a mouthful, but it's an iced <laughs> blonde quad shot. Okay, I'm a very basic black Americano girl, so just explain what the hell. <laughs> so it's four shots of espresso. <laughs> Four shots of espresso. Yeah. Oh my god! Are you just like bouncing off the walls? No, or? it keeps me like very, like steady. Um, if I don't drink my coffee, I end up napping. Like <laughs> that's not even a joke. I really will crawl back into bed and go to sleep if I'm not doing anything. Um, I'm very very I dependent mean, it... on my coffee. <laughs> but um, do you first want to talk about shattered chaos? Because do you want to just introduce it? I imagine most people will have either heard of it or read it, but just introduce it. If yeah, they so Shattered read it. Chaos is my debut novel. Um, it's an interesting book because it's the first in a, in the series, Steel Roses, which is set to be a trilogy. Um, but it's also the first book within like a saga that I'm going to be doing, um, which is titled A World of Chaos. And so that's... Uh... Gonna... Yes. So... It's kind of the base. There's a lot of things within Shattered Chaos that are setting up for future books. Um, But yeah, so it is a dark RH romance. It is a little bit mafia-esque. Scar is, she just has a very, very traumatic past. Um, And she's become this very hardened, kind of apathetic person where she really struggles to connect with her emotions and she's very just dead set on revenge and she just wants to revenge mm. those that who have hurt her. But- and that's what I think so interesting about Shattered Chaos is you kind of see the light scars evolution throughout the book. And I mean, I, and sort of like her relationships with the guys and sort of everything else that happens um it's who to is it, you really show her becoming softer and she can't quite deal with that I mean that's how I read it she couldn't quite sort of like she couldn't take that reconcile her re- yeah, yeah reconcile her revenge plan with the person she was becoming because of everything that happens in Shattered Chaos yes so she really struggles to kind of she just really struggles with emotions um where like she shut down everything for so long that now that she's starting to feel again in these relationships she doesn't quite understand it and so when she gets called out on it she kind of just freaks out like there's really no other she just she panics and she freaks out and it's kind of heartbreaking like scar's whole journey is very very heartbreaking um but she's a very interesting character to me because she has a lot of facets to her personality where she's kind of the fuck boy of the group. (laughs) (laughs) I know, and it's sort of the guys are trying to, in a way, make her become less of a fuck boy, but that's, she's sort of not quite sure how to, like, go about that without hurting herself even more. Correct. I've got that right. Yes, yes. So she, I wrote her... Um, I kind of acknowledge this in my author note at the very end is Scar was born from my own pain 
and like my own kind of like inability to deal with some emotions that I was feeling and I put that into her and then the first kind of scene that ever popped into my head was the scene where Noah and Kate first meet each other and she makes the joke (laughs) of like Tuesday meet Wednesday Uh, I love that (laughs) I thought that was um because I mean I've read a fair bit of RH and I was just like I've not heard this joke before anywhere but it's just such a sort of classic like I was like that cracked me up yeah so that is (laughs) it cracked me up too it made me laugh it still (laughs) makes me laugh every time I think about it because it's just very much Scar's personality even though she's kind of cold and apathetic she's very goofy and she's very like just doesn't take life seriously she's very snarky very sassy um and so that's where she was born from and then I just kind of wanted you don't really see the female character in a lot of books being the one you have to redeem um which I kind of liked that aspect because us as women we're not perfect you know we do make mistakes we can be selfish and I think having an FMC that is very flawed um and does make selfish decisions like I feel like we can all relate to that and I feel like as women yeah yeah, because we're not perfect we're not perfect Um, and we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect I just wanted this really damaged messed up character who's not um and she like thrives on not being perfect and so that's kind of where Scar was born from so she is I was so scared people were gonna hate her (laughs) weirdly that you say that she's actually quite lovable in a way but this community I feel like has a real problem with having FMCs that are quite hard to love sometimes that don't <laughs> that's the sort of more the the FMCs who've had a sort of traumatic past and they're not exactly into the likable but I really actually quite like Scar but I don't know whether that was because you could really like resonate with everything that she's gone through and your heart shatters like even with every layer you peel back um but I don't know people have loved her um I mean I've had a couple people say that they can't connect with her which I get because she's very closed off from her own emotions and she has trouble connecting with herself so as a reader I can see why it would be hard to connect with her but and she's also been through awful awful things in her life as well that hopefully a lot of readers haven't gone through as well hopefully no one's gone through this that is reading this because it is (laughs) sometimes I have to take I have to walk away from writing her story because it is very 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 heartbreaking um to think about and to write about you mentioned that some that you drew on Scar from some of your own inspiration like obviously don't go into details and (laughs) stuff like that if you don't want to um (laughs) But do you want to talk a little bit more about that and how you sort of, how it sort of, I don't know, how it affects your writing or how you kind of visualise Scar or the characters, just how this sort of negative personal experience, um, if absolutely. you want to talk about I'm it, obviously. A, I'm an open book. Um, I'm like very, very... <laughs> I know, but sometimes, sometimes it's easier to, you know, just like close things off and just channel it creatively. Yeah, absolutely. Scar definitely was kind of a place where I could explore um my own like kind of feelings towards love and like relationships uh not that I have five um four boyfriends how many boyfriends does she have not that I have more than one boyfriend I don't even have one but 
just the whole, her very kind of cold nature, I guess. Um, long story short is me and my son's dad aren't together. And it was a very, very, I mean, anybody who is separated when they have a kid can probably tell you it is a very painful and kind of gruesome, gruesome process. And so after going everything we went through, it, it was just, it was really not a pretty, it wasn't a pretty relationship. It was a very toxic relationship. And to get out of that and then not recognize myself, not recognize who I saw in the mirror was kind of heartbreaking and devastating. And I went through. It must have been so hard. Yeah. Really, really difficult. Yeah, super. Just, you know, it's, I mean, anytime you have heartbreak, it's very, very difficult mm. to heal. And especially with a kid in the mix as well you know it changes everything like I remember I cried so hard when I realized me and my son would never have the same last name um that was just something that really really bothered me and I've I've obviously healed and you know moved on from that but in everything Mm. the whole process of going through it um I think I closed myself off from new people in a way um, well, you were just protecting yourself and also protecting your son as well, I imagine, whilst you were yeah. through this process. So I have, I've always had trouble connecting with new people, um, which is so ironic because I've thrived in the, <laughs> with connecting people online. But in person, I've always had kind of a more difficult time uh, connecting with people. I'm very, very introverted. Um Quarantine wasn't even a big deal for me because I could live in my room forever and not even have to see other people. So with the exception of like my loved I mean, ones. I think, <laughs> but I think that's the thing about the community is that quite a lot of people are quite introverted and I don't know, making sort of pocket friends online and all that is almost easier in a way because you don't have that pressure of having to meet up in real life, if that makes I don't any have to sense. Make eye I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you, and you get to <laughs> and you can just talk about something you can just sort of fan out about something that you both are sort of really interested in and it's sort of it's there's no pressure no eye contact absolutely so it makes yeah, sense so I've always kind of struggled with connecting with people so as an adult I moved to a new city and was starting over as a single mom and I have a ton 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 of support and me and my ex are actually on very good terms so we, there is no hate there. Um, but, and my son does very, very well with both of us. Um, but it's That's just, really, really good. That's a real positive. Yeah, it's hard to start over as an adult. Um, like with making friends and dating and all mm. of it. So I have Especially with yes. a child as well. So I haven't really dated in like three years. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> I just, I don't know. I was talking about it with an, one um, somebody that I know and they were like, well, don't you want to fall in love and don't you want to like get married and have your happily ever after? And I was like, well, maybe I don't. Like maybe I'm happy with who I am and where I'm at now. Um, and just the idea of love, it doesn't, like I don't feel the need for it anymore. Like I don't have that desperate urge to go searching for love like I once did. Um And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, like, I think I could live my life happy single, which is really funny to say as a romance author. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but I think that's a really good place to be in because I feel you just sort of burn out so much energy and it's sort of, it's just completely, I mean, obviously it's it would be lovely and everything, but it's just if you're constantly looking, you're just... Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just you're hurting yourself in a way. You kind of need to just look after yourself. So I'd say it's yeah, really positive. Yeah, so I kind thing, of but... just don't care about love, I guess, um, for myself. And so that's kind of what I put into Scar was just a very indifferent opinion about love, but then still kind of seeing it play out where she, she does get that. She does end up learning what love is, but it doesn't. I mean, the person we really see her fall in love with and truly cherish isn't one of her guys, um, you know? So yeah, I think it also shows that the love doesn't have just one face. Um, and it doesn't have one definition yeah. as well. It's not like love, love isn't purely a sort of sexual context. You can love your friends, you can love like your children you can love yeah Yeah. it doesn't need to be taken in that sense so if the main love of your life is in Scar's case this yeah I'm I mean I'll put a spoiler on this (laughs) yeah is (laughs) is is her sort of surrogate daughter well her adopted daughter a little row baby who is just so who has dominated the story I literally (laughs) But when when she was introduced, I honestly had to put the book down for a bit and just I don't know I I I didn't have triggers at all, but I was just like this is the one thing I just you know when you're reading something and your your heart yeah. breaks so much and you're just like, which is I think it's just a reflection of how powerful your writing is. Ro um, brings on the heartache. But yeah, for she's sure. um, and you know she wasn't planned. But she's so strong for four year olds. She, she wasn't was not she planned, planned? Um, at all she was okay I'm glad I'm glad we brought her up now and sort of given away a major plot twist in case anyone hasn't read Shattered Chaos um so how did she how did she come Um, about like so Shattered Chaos I actually just posted this in my group Shattered Chaos was initially supposed to be more of a dual timeline kind of story where you were going to see Scar in high school after the prologue so after the trauma incident and then where she was now. Um, so you were supposed to kind of see her transition a little bit more. And when yeah. I started writing, I just really had no, I don't want to say I had no interest because I know how Scar's time in high school, like her last few months in high school, I know how that plays out in my head. Um, but I just didn't think it needed to be on the page. Uh, as far as right now I don't think that anybody needed to see it to get her story so I was writing it yeah um I mean I think that's one of the clever things that you do about Shattered Chaos is that one can assume lots of things about Scar's back back history and background but you don't exactly know for definite because you haven't articulated it yeah so you kind of get hints of it but I don't but I think you understand her well enough without it having to be painted yeah. out. I will say that prologue will be a flashback of her high school um, for Deadly Chaos. So you'll see a little bit more of it, oh. but I didn't, it was supposed to be a lot more like heavily based on flashbacks. And I kind of nixed that idea as I was writing because it just, it didn't seem that Scar needed that story to be told. She really wanted to focus, Scar's her own person. She's in charge here. She's running the show. And yeah. she wanted to focus on what was coming next. 
and and she kind of lets her past speak through her actions in yeah. the present, really. Sort of. She's not she's not passive. She's very much taking the reins and being like, Yeah, okay, this shit happened to me and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Yeah, she probably would wish it on her worst this enemy. Is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, she probably I was you know, when you say something, you're like, actually yeah. <laughs> But we're just gonna play yeah, with this. Like, oh, wait, <laughs> we're just gonna play with this. <laughs> but she's sort of so proactive about everything. She she wouldn't it wouldn't seem right for her to dwell. But I don't know. I'm excited to read about her past experience. Yeah, so there's a little bit. Yeah, sorry, continue. A little bit of her past and kind of what that looked like for her. Um, And, but yeah, so I was was writing it and I started writing the, um, I I can't even remember what chapter it is, but the raid where they go when you (laughs) you first see the tunnels and they go to save um, and I knew yeah. there was a couple of things that needed to happen there. One was introducing Ryder. Um, but as I was writing it, I was like, there's no way, because okay, spoilers, guys. I mean, not huge spoilers, but yeah. some spoilers. Um, <laughs> I mean, they already I know. know one of the I biggest know. twists. <laughs> so it's... Oh, that ship has sailed. But... <laughs> Luca and Cade were really pushing Scar to, you know, be quick in and out get the girls to get them out yeah don't have to like make a scene um and she they were so adorable about how oh, they yes. were worrying and just yeah pushing so her, neurotic say. about her safety and stuff which is very silly scar can take care of herself um but yeah so they really wanted her to just kind of get in and out and i was like there's i was writing it and i was like okay what's a reason that scar can use to go upstairs because she's not leaving anybody alive like she's not doing it so how are we going to do this and I was like okay someone is upstairs that's all coming together okay someone's (laughs) upstairs like there's a girl upstairs and so she uses that as a reason to go upstairs um and like confront the rest of the guards and as I was writing it it was just supposed to be like all the girls that they save are young they're all um like 15 16 17 mid-teens so it was just supposed to be like a 14 or 15 year old girl and as I was writing it I was like oh my gosh Sammy don't do it don't do it because my mind (laughs) went there and I was like no and I could just like an image flashed in my head of Scar carrying like a little girl in her arms and I was like no you don't want to write that like you don't want to write that and I texted Gabby. Gabby was asleep because she lives in England. So it was like three o'clock my time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Gabby, I'm doing a thing. You need to be awake to talk to me. I think, I think Gabby, I think Gabby actually posted something on Insta or something, or you did. Whenever you message, I'm doing a thing. It's like, yeah. oh shit. What are what you, doing, are you now? doing now? <laughs> so she always wakes up to interesting messages from me. And so that was actually when Ro was introduced. Um, that was actually when a world of chaos became an idea in my head as well, because Scar was just supposed to be a trilogy. She was supposed to be a trilogy. And then we were going to leave her story at that. And then that was going to be the, it. I was going to move on to other things. And then I wrote that scene with Ro and I was like, Ro needs a book. (laughs) Personality and deadly chaos. Um, (laughs) You do. You get to see uh, a little bit more of her coming into her own, which has been so much fun for me. Um, 
And but yes, so Rowan will get a book. She was getting a series, but I'm not putting a time frame on that because, like I said, this world has exploded. I think I built so much details and intricacies as I was writing uh, that now I'm like, oh, oh, you know. So, and I know all of the characters' stories, and I'm like, okay, well, what stories need to be told in their own book, and what stories um, can kind of be told through other books. Uh, so, mm. I mean, the question I have before, I mean, obviously I'll ask, um, is will you and Gabby do, will the, sorry, this is probably really left centre, but have Revival of a King, her world, Elle's world, and Scar's world, will they ever you know, meet? Will they, will you ever do a shared book, like even a novella sort of where maybe one character <laughs> from your world jumps into her world? I mean, I think that'd be awesome if you we've, were to do a shared book. We but... haven't <laughs> talked about doing a co-writer or anything, but we have talked about how Scar would take Elle under her wings. <laughs> we have totally talked about how, yeah, she Scar would be would. Elle's mentor. And... Um, but no, we don't have anything which like seriously planned. It's something that we've kind of joked about. Um, potentially in the future, you may see a little bit of crossover. Kind of share fans because we hype each other up so much that it's hard not to know who the other one is. <laughs> it's it's like it's like you both will get sort of as fierce as your own FMCs if they don't hype up. <laughs> hype, hype you both up. It's like, oh, you're hyping me up, but why no, aren't you well, hyping Gabby up? Or like, why are you hyping me up? Why have you seen Gabby's stuff, you know? Like, have you read a revival? So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. that's one of the awesome things about like working with her. So yes, I mean, there's a potential, but I don't think we haven't totally gone down that road. We'll see. We both have kind of our hands full I feel like a lot of, of my questions like the sort of cliffhanger yeah. you left us on and everything it will be answered in yes. Deadly Chaos so it will be answered just, in Deadly Chaos it will like, be addressed a, yeah. the cliffhanger I left you guys dangling off of is addressed on Deadly Chaos it's already written um, and I love it I do love it so I think that people will be very happy with the way things resolve cliffhanger annoyed me no end but I kind of understood it in a way like I could kind of understood why and understand why you did it whilst passing you out but I could understand um, you know it was so funny <laughs> the um very end scene so before the epilogue but the fight is one of the first scenes I wrote for this book. yeah um so because I do I write out of order so it was one yeah. of the first scenes I wrote, I always knew that it was going to end there. Um, but I will just say that it's very necessary. And I think when people get deadly chaos in their hands, um, deadly chaos gets yeah. raw, like straight up, it gets raw. I'm going to have to put a whole new cool. slew of trigger warnings on it. Um, as <laughs> That's for me. Yeah. It's good. Like all that stuff. As if Shattered Chaos didn't have enough <laughs> trigger warnings, Deadly Chaos is going to have to have more. Um, it's. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought the cliffhanger was necessary for sort of growth. It's like you'd done all this growth building and it was sort of like it was necessary to leave us on that um, 
to kind of pave the way for how you're going to develop Scar even more. I in think the second it one. was necessary also for the relationship growth, um, which it is. It is addressed yeah. multiple times within the beginning of Deadly Chaos of why it was necessary. So I think that people will forgive me after they after they're mad. I'm at me pretty for a sure they will because yeah, like I said, the beginning is rough of Deadly Chaos, but just stick through it I love it that you know the ending when you're writing a book because oh yeah and I thought I was weird and I thought I thought that like what the hell are you doing like why why do you know the ending but not the beginning um but yeah it's good to see there are people out there I think so out of order (laughs) like crazy out of order half of Rowan's first book is already written um, and so I sometimes I figure I out things that. that happen in like shattered chaos or deadly chaos through Rowan's book um so yeah I write way out of order and it drives Gabby insane because she's like I can't follow the way your brain works but it's just yeah but it's also interesting because if you look back there are already easter eggs in shattered chaos for future books um so, and I'm just yeah, so excited. I think it'll be fun that. for people to um, reread and be like, "Oh my god, how did I miss this?" Because um, they're pretty subtle, and <laughs> but yeah, they're there. They're there. They're present. Um. So yeah. So chatted ch- ch- about Shaft Chaos. I'm so excited to dive in about your projects. But first. Yeah, I just want to have a little chat about your favorite romance books. Um, I you mentioned that Heather Long and the Untouchable series <laughs> is one of your favorite. It's so oh underrated. Like I swear, I read that series and it's you know it's I'd call it upper YA. Well, okay, fine, it gets less upper YA <laughs> the further you go along reading it. Um, but, like, a lot of the time, it's just, you know, like, you curl up and you read it and you feel comforted. I, feel um, like, I, I, I just love Heather that story. I told that but... Frankie and her boys were my therapy because I read them and they make me feel better. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. They're my friends. They're my family. I'm obsessed with the world she has created. <laughs> like if you're my friend I 100% tried to push this series on you because it's just so great and it is underrated and I think it's a series that everybody needs to read and everybody will enjoy um it is a high school book but it's not fully um and I don't I don't really read a lot of high school books that aren't fully so I think that alone was kind of different for me and it starts off there's how many books I think we're in like eight books now so it's kind of hard to go back to the very beginning but yeah it starts out their senior year and it's Frankie is the main character she's FMC she found out that her best friends um which are all guys she finds out that her guy friends have put an untouchable label on her so none of the guys in their school can ask her out or make a move on her and so senior year comes around and she's she finds this out and or actually she finds out at the end of junior year and so the summer before senior year she avoids them because she doesn't know how to like confront them about it 
um, and she doesn't know how to talk to them about it, but she's very, very upset by it. She's upset to have found this out. And so she just avoids them. And it's the first time in their friendship that they haven't seen each other. And so the first book starts at senior year where the guys are kind of done with her avoidance. And that's kind of how the series starts. And it is a very, it's hard to describe because it's a very feel good series. Like I said, it's my therapy. I'm obsessed with it. But it's also deals with a lot of deals with a lot of trauma as well like a lot of things happen but it's done in such a sort of understated way you you're not it's not like you're reading some dark dark romance where it happens yeah and it's just but it's 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 got it's got this edge to it that sort of but it doesn't traumatize you I feel like it's enjoy reading it it's very in a way and it's It's raw yeah that's good it deals with I just, I feel like Frankie could be me. Frankie could be my best friend. Frankie is like my neighbor. She can be anyone. Because she could the stuff be anyone. she goes through, it's not, like whereas Scar goes through something, and let's be honest, probably none of us know anyone who has gone through yeah. something as traumatic as Scar has been through. But with Frankie. Yeah, and we're lucky. Yes, and we're lucky, lucky for but that. But with Frankie, well. yeah. we all probably know someone who has gone through the things that she's gone through. If it's not yourself, you know, she deals Heather. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's very relatable and it's very real. I can't think of any other word to describe it, but real, but that's why I connect with the characters so much. I mean, the whole premise um, of it. And there's yeah. also this very easy breezy nature within their relationship, even with all the things they go through there's just pure love in it and it's just yeah it's great and then she has books within the series that are harder to read and then she has like hangovers hangovers and holidays was a breath of fresh air it was just the whole book was really just like comforting (laughs) Like I could read that book every single day because it just makes you feel good. So I don't know. Heather has just weaved together their story and their characters in such a complex way that it's just a story that kind of sinks into your soul. That's so true. And it's sort of you are kind of waiting desperately for the next one because she's kept. I was going to say we're sort of, um, she keeps the pacing yes. like perfect sort of she keeps on you keep on wanting more and then it's sort of like each book has like a slightly different it does you're yeah you're so right it does every book is a different pace and a different tone I know I'm so excited for it's graduation and gifts I am so so excited I like yeah I can't wait for that (laughs) it's gonna be great and it's she's Heather has said that this is gonna be the last (laughs) um book that they're in high school I know how many how it's many gonna books be has she planned books. again? I can't remember how um, many she's. Which I just I Aww. love the pacing of the story because I think it just fits the story. I think it's funny because she had originally planned for this to be three books and now it's twelve. But before I knew this, before I ever <laughs> knew um, that, like what she had planned for it. I read the first, I want to say the first four books. I binged them. And it was the first books I'd ever read by Heather. 
And I was like so obsessed. I immediately went to like my bookstagram and I made collages for each one and I posted them and I posted my review. And in my review, I remember I said, like, what do I have to bribe you with to get 15 more books? Like, can you write about them forever? And then I found out that it's actually, it was like planned to be 10 books. And I was like, yes, like, I love this. Cause I thought there was going to be one, maybe two more books. And I was like, no, I'm not ready for it to be over. It's just going to be so good when the the whole series is finished. If she does finish at 12, she might just be like, she really does not want to. I watch like all of her lives and I like stalk her Facebook group like no other. So (laughs) she, um, she, she seems like she really wants to keep it at 12, but her group, which I'm going to give a shout out to the heathens real quick, because Heather Long's Facebook group is one of my favorite Facebook groups to be in because the people in there are so freaking nice and interactive and we just have some really great conversations in there so that's my quick shout out to them because I love it oh I love that I think Facebook groups I know they are sort of type up like books and stuff but I mean you just meet such like-minded people so it's super fun but we always talk in there about we try to push for more books from Heather and she's like you know guys like I have to stop writing it eventually (laughs) but I'm like "Mm, do you do you though because I would read Frankie's shopping list at this point. It's quite unusual to have a twelve-part series, really, isn't it? You know, I can't. I think feel of like it's quite unusual. That I've read that this that is this long, um, especially because the subject matter no, is really day to day life. Almost, <laughs> I think, to Heather's talent that you know she has so many people still yeah. interested. Um, because I will say it is underrated, but. The Frankie fandom is diehard. Like, like if you've read it, and, <laughs> then you love it. And like anybody who gets into it is like, oh my God, why did I wait so long to read this? Which is why I'm like, no, you just, everybody has to read it because I've never spoken to anybody who's like, yeah, I was okay. Yeah, I think it speaks to her talent as well, but it, she has this diehard fan group. They're just like you need to listen to it you need to no listen read read it even sorry um I just I feel like I feel like oh I my gosh you really could I'm obsessed like I love key stock Heather <laughs> <laughs> hopefully she doesn't listen to this because she's gonna be like okay Sammy too far um I love Tate James I love Jay Bree Sam Stunick was what got me all into RH so I'm always gonna have a soft spot for her and I think her writing is just perfect yeah um, I actually haven't finished the it. Havoc series. <laughs> I, is... I haven't. You haven't. I know. It. I know. Oh, I'm trying to wait good. until like I have the time to fully <laughs> do like a reread of all the books and dive in. So, but yes, I do love CM mm. and Jay Bree. Oh, we'll yes. just have to give a shout out again. I know you mentioned her with Jennifer the Prep. I think for Prep. You know, um, the world she's creating, I think, is probably the most similar um, to A World of Chaos, where she has these connected series. Um, Hannaford Prep it is and a yeah. bully prep academy, um, and it starts with Lips, who is, like, she gets emancipated, and she goes to the, she gets a scholarship to the school, um, and it's very different from other bully books, you know, because Lips has this very, like, dark and twisted past, but she's just such a good person, even if she has that dark side. Um, and she's a little bit, she's still a little bit naive with certain things. 
um, which makes her for a very interesting character. And so I really love that world. I love that we got to see the Butcher of the Bay before. I loved seeing that kind of side of the story. Um, and I love how she's connected all the series and how Avery's getting her own series now. I've read the first book of Avery's and it's just so, so good. I'm already obsessed mm-hmm. with it. It must be um, so inspiring for you, like with World of Chaos. I mean, the way she sort of wrote the sequel yeah. before <laughs> Hannaford and everything and sort of still kept you, still kept you guessing and still kept you thinking. And even though you know I what's happening, obviously, you're love still thinking. connected worlds. But... I really, I love when authors <laughs> do that. Um, M. Sinclair does it really well, too. Because a lot of her kind of PNR books, they're all very, very, but yeah. So M. Sinclair <laughs> does it really well where she connects um, worlds. Suzanne Valenti and Caroline Peckham with their Zodiac Academy series. They have Zodiac Academy. They have Darkmoor Penitentiary, which takes place five years after that. And they also have Dark Fae for the Ruthless Boys of Zodiac Academy, which takes place five years prior to Zodiac. So I just, I, I love that. I love how well developed the worlds get. And I could, there's a lot of books that I've read that do have that with cameos or kind of interconnected series. It's just so satisfying when they have a cameo and when you can kind of connect the dots in your head. Yeah, like, so now it makes sense. We get or to like learn more where you his... get to see a main character as a side character. So you kind of get to see a different facet of their personality. Um, or see them through someone else's eyes. I just think it's so fascinating. I've always loved that. I think it's what indie romance authors do so well, because, I mean, it's like we mentioned, there are all these fandoms and people get really invested in the story and they just want more. So so people will, like, I know CM does this. CM writes her stories sort of about due to demand so people really like they really wanted Havoc so she wrote Havoc Um, but because they get so invested it's like these worlds are so realistic I mean your deadly chaos (laughs) world um sorry not (laughs) world of chaos world of chaos world is already so intricate and you can see like all the different places it could go off into and it's yeah I think it's just one of the really cool things about yeah. sort of indie romance authors is their ability yeah, so to I have these always worlds. been a big fan of that so I think it's one of the biggest things I love about Jay Bree is just how well she world builds um it's one of my favorite things about Suzanne and Caroline as well so I when I started writing Shattered Chaos, like I said, it, it wasn't supposed to be this, and then it started turning into that, and it's exploded on me. Um, but I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't let it go. Well, I think that's yeah. And I, I will say the quite... one thing is um, there will be a lot more crossover in a world of chaos than you tend to see in other books. Um, the main characters and stuff will be very prevalent still. Why? Well, world of chaos is that it starts with steel roses which is a trilogy um but after deadly chaos before the last book in scars trilogy i'm actually going to be releasing jade's book so jade is getting a book she is one of the girls that scar saves that we meet in shattered chaos um and she is she asks Scar to train her. She kind of sees Scar and is like, can you really do that after Scar threatens 
writer and instead of being like scared or like backing down <laughs> jade kind of sees that heart starts training jade in shattered chaos and we don't see too much of jade in shattered um we get little peaks of her enough to kind of get your interest but you see enough of her that yeah, yeah so you will see her more interest in and all that deadly chaos um she does kind of come back around there is an interesting kind of subplot line with her, um, which will be her book. And I'm going to announce her book title here. So this hasn't really been announced anywhere, but her book is going to be titled Damaged and Deadly. Love that title. That's so great. And also that's yeah. a huge yeah. honor that you're announcing it. So, yeah. <laughs> and um is that following on from yes so it'll be after deadly chaos and before the last book in the trilogy for scars book um damaged and deadly will be able to kind of be read on its own but i'm not going to recommend it like how did um damaged and deadly come to you was it sort of Um, can you say that without giving away too much of like what you got planned for jade's book like i said i started when i wrote row into the series I kind of had this idea for doing possibly some standalones for people that Scar has saved so some of her survivors that she saved and it was just a thought and I kind of jotted down some potential names um, just to think about and then as I continued writing I was like well let's bring Jade back into it um, for Scar to train And just as I kind of started writing their dynamic, one of the things I really love about Scar is that she is very multifaceted and uh, we see that a lot with Ro, but we also see it with Jade. She kind of takes people under her wing and she really, she cares for and is very nurturing towards those she sees as um, vulnerable. Um, But Jade still has this like very quiet inner strength Mm-hmm. And I was just very, very intrigued by her. And Scar sees and a little bit of herself well. in that, every person she sees. Or is that? Yeah. Um, and she sees, you know, her sisters too. She, Scar carries this very, very heavy guilt for not having saved her yeah. sisters. Um, even though it would have been impossible for her not to, or for her to save them. And so every kind of girl that Scar saves, she sees who she used to be as Letty, um, and also her sisters so there is definitely that especially when Jade comes back swinging and is like I'm not going to take this sitting down I'm you know I'm going to fight back like you're giving me a chance to fight back like I'm going to fight back and so Jade or Scott definitely sees that and so they do bond more in the second book and we will see more from her um, and then her storyline will actually follow Sar which is Romano's son um who we have not seen on the page yet. He's only been mentioned. He is the one who like took Roe um, and yeah. Jade. And so he's the only one that can recognize yeah. them. So Jade's book will be tying up that plot line. Yes. Yes. So that's why I, I, oh, it will so be able intriguing. to be read on its own. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I you left <laughs> massive Easter eggs for your fans with all that for them to. 
I think this is great. I'm just sort of just, I feel like I should just, yeah, shut up. Oh, this, I know, I know. Talking, I'm so bad at all secrets. The secrets I will come up. the two betas. They were supposed to get no spoilers. They have all the spoilers now. And I'm like, okay, so I need new betas. Um, because I need someone to read it who doesn't know what's <laughs> going to happen next. <laughs> so I'm terrible at it. Betas, do you think? it's helpful do you think in your experience it's been helpful if they go in blind your books um because you mentioned that at least I need both because sometimes I'm someone who needs to talk about things um so I have to talk yes have a kind of sounding board for your ideas especially like when you were saying with I've Ray, done a thing and yeah she was saying, so Gabby, I've done to a thing. To... and a lot of the time is we send voice messages to each other and Gabby will tell you I send very long voice messages and it's just me talking to myself and then at the end I'm like okay yeah so that's what I'm gonna do and then she responds and she's like did you even need me for that like why am I here but I just I need kind of someone to be like yeah that's the right direction or well what about this or you know so and then Gabby with the time difference she's usually asleep when I'm working so deadly chaos when have you announced the release Um, date that yet so the pre-order date is for June 1st I can say that it will be before that (laughs) um I'm a thinking (laughs) mid-work is kind of what I'm aiming for um, oh wow! Yeah, that's so I already speedy. have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm sort of just like in awe because I'm just like you. You published Shattered Chaos. Yeah, and, so I have. So that's really that's really cool. Deadly that's so Chaos is going to be a thick, thick book. Um, I have about eighty thousand words right now written. I mean, I think we're in a lockdown. Well, in the UK, we're in lockdown. But I mean, as a pandemic. Yeah. We just need thick books yeah, in our lives. Like the time has come for the chunky yes, book. Yes, so let's just embrace I think it. Also, <laughs> because I do like um multi point of view, it's it extends the book. Like if I were to do just Scar's point yeah. of view, I think I would cut the books way way down. Um, but I love that you get to know the guys. And I mean, your characters are all. 25 your your characters are are. so (laughs) complex as well like you can't you can't just sort of fob them off with a sort of short book they scream in your head and it's usually when I'm trying to fall asleep I will like I'll be like falling asleep and I'll be like oh great Declan and Noah are talking I'm like oh my gosh like people are talking in my head and I end up like sitting up and I'll send Gabby a voice message like, hey, remind me of this tomorrow. <laughs> like, or like, I'll just like jot down conversations between characters real quick. I'm like, Scar is yelling at me. Ro <laughs> wants to do something new. I have a whole new book idea over here. So the memes I've seen floating around the community that say, if your friend is a writer, <laughs> delete their notes app when they die. Don't let their notes out fall into anyone's oh, hands because people so will be thinking true. what the hell were they on. I'll just have like random quotes like, with no context. Um, It'll just be something like really dark and depraved and then just no, like nothing else around it. You yeah. said um, Deadly Chaos was going it to be is. a lot darker. I think the emotional aspect of it is a lot um, where 
the first book was kind of it is it's dark but I, I always kind of think like it's not that dark because it's also very lighthearted. <laughs> where the characters are very lighthearted um and like their personalities are very fun so there's a lot of like laughter in shattered chaos it's not yeah. all dark um Well, they haven't really, I mean, I know that they're a sort of unit, but they haven't really got to the nitty gritty yeah. of becoming, you know, proper so, cohesive. It's like, all just kind of set up. And so there is still a lot of, it's it's still very light, I think, which I know my readers, I was reading reviews and it was like, beware, this book is dark. It's gruesome. And I was like, oh, is it? Like, I thought it was so light. <laughs> like, okay. There is dark content in it, but uh deadly chaos I think just the position I left the characters in the mindset that they were in wasn't it wasn't lighthearted. it wasn't fun um and so that journey to get back to that is very very rough and the characters all experience new lows um it's an emotional journey and the the violence does kind of get ticked up a bit there how do you find by writing the violence just out of interest um because like is it something you said that earlier yeah not for the violence the violence comes easily (laughs) it's the emotional aspect of it that i'm sometimes (laughs) have to step away from uh i think people will read deadly chaos and be like okay this is what she was talking about this is why she had to take a break like i get it now um and it's it's not the torture scenes it's the emotional <laughs> lows that some of the characters experience hurt my heart because like I love these characters they feel like real people to me um and so to experience those lows with them it kind of hurts <laughs> um so yeah but the, the the violence and the torture I guess maybe I've just like read so much dark romance that <laughs> I'm just like, what new creative way to do this? <laughs> and it's almost like a challenge. Um, and I'm like, this is good. I love this. <laughs> so the violence is fine. It's it's the emotions I struggle with. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about Deadly uh, Tales? No, I think we that chat is about Kiss it goodbye? pretty much it. Just, yeah, I guess be prepared for an emotional ride. The emotions are more raw. The violence is more bloody and gruesome in this book um and it's more prevalent and the sex is steamier so (laughs) there's a lot to look forward to too oh i'm so excited for it um i can't wait and i now that you've dangled the march release date in front of us i I really hope so i am going back to work Um, on friday (laughs) so that will probably cut into my i mean it's definitely going to cut into my writing time there's not really much plotting left. It's just getting those words on paper. So I'm I'm pretty hopeful of uh, a March, like yeah. end of March, mid March release date. And then yeah, so kiss it goodbye. I have, if you want to, um, I, I have teased with kiss it goodbye. With it, it is a very to... emotional. Um, it is I guess more real romance. Um, it is going to be a standalone. It is back burner right now. Uh, Deadly Chaos definitely takes precedence. I think that Kiss will come out before Damaged and Deadly. Um, And there's a chance it may even come out before Deadly Chaos. Uh, It just depends on what's speaking to me. 
I know, I know. Ooh, it's really shaking, just shaking it's things burner, up. <laughs> but it is going to be shorter, I think. At least right now, it seems. Um, so, so if you want to, can you summarize goodbye, what Kiss of the Goodbye main character is about? Is, is she is someone who I think a lot of us could relate to. It is going to be an MF standalone. Um, and I guess it's it's probably going to be a clean romance, to be honest with you. Because she is one of those people, I feel like we all know somebody who is just such a giver um, and kind of is such a pure soul and kind of holds the weight of the world on their shoulders. Um, And that's Vienna. Vienna just, she fixes everybody's problems. She's everybody's best friend. She cares so much more about everybody around her than like taking care of herself, like including her parents. She really just takes care of people. And so the book starts with her getting into a car accident. And the whole premise of the book is she is dying and she doesn't know if she is going to make it through this or if she is going to die in the hospital. Um, But instead of calling her friends and family to come support her, she wants to give them like a few more days of what she calls bliss because ignorance is bliss. You know, they don't know anything is wrong with her yet. And so instead of making them go through this painful journey of waiting Uh, to find out if she's going to live or die and like watching her fight for her life. She decides to make videos just in case she doesn't make it. So it is. That's so creative. I feel like this whole concept is so so unique, but heartbreaking. Um, I think you'll have. Yes. My readers have said that I need to put a trigger warning on it to stay hydrated because they have cried every single chapter so far. So you get a lot of her story and you get to see her personality through these videos um, where she is giving advice and saying her goodbyes and kind of nagging the people she loves one last time. Uh, You know, like, and it is very heartbreaking. She does also have a son. Um, So that is in itself, she's a young single mom, which is just so sad. Uh, and she has this very big fear of not being there for her son. And um, the doctor, who is her doctor, that is her love interest. So it is it is a romance. Yeah. It is a very emotional kind of journey. Um, and it's, it's very much about family, too, and it her. Is. And her sister plays a big part in the story. And her ex, who is yeah. her son's father, plays a big part in the story. Um, but, it, yeah, she... Um, her doctor kind of helps her make these videos and he just kind of falls in love with her as she speaks because he's seeing the most, it's kind of insta lovey, but he's seeing the most real, most raw parts of her. But I think that must he just like constantly has this kind of thing where it's like, Mm. she's so worried about taking care of everybody else, but like who's taking care of her. And so he just really has it in him that he just wants to be the person who takes care of her. So it is, yeah. Oh, I'm almost bursting into tears on here. Um, I was going to ask, um, again, you don't need to answer this because it's quite a personal question. Um, is like Kiss of Goodbye sort of partly inspired by some no, of your own tears? It's really funny I know you've got because your son, this obviously. story came um, to me. I was 
Um, I live in Orange County, California, and I was driving down to San Diego. So it's about an hour and a half drive. And I was driving down for my friend's wedding and I was by myself after work Yeah. and I'm listening to my music and I'm just like vibing. And then this idea pops into my head. It's like, <laughs> this is so, um, this is, I don't even, I don't ask me why I think like this. <laughs> I was like, what if I were to die right now? Yeah. It, it must I was be like, such what if I were to like, get into, I think I almost got into a car accident and I was like, what if that was the end? And I asked myself that, like, what if that was the end? And just, you know, everything was gone. Um, and that was kind of what sparked the idea. So by the time I got to my hotel room, um, and I actually, I got to the hotel room first, I was by myself for a couple of hours and I pulled out my laptop and I pulled out my phone and I sent Gabby a text message. I was like, Hey, I have a new book idea. And she was just like, of course you do. And I started telling her about it, her about it. And I started taking notes and she was like, dude, you don't have a book idea. You have a whole book. Like you know exactly how this plays out. I knew who was getting videos. I knew the context of each video. And I will say, yes, there is a very personal aspect in it um, with the videos, but in no way am I Vienna. <laughs> um, she is like my polar opposite. Some of my feelings ended up in each of the videos. Um, and I'm saying that very, very loosely because none of the characters accurately portray anybody in my life but some of the relationships like she leaves a video for her best friend and I actually sent the video to my best friend because I was like Mm. look like our you didn't inspire this but our friendship did the like feelings behind and I 100% agree with you on that because I feel that it's so annoying when people say oh did X, Y, Z inspire you? And it's like, well, no, you're not exactly going to write people down in your books because like you said earlier on in this podcast, people are flawed. So you've got to write the good, the bad and the ugly and you don't really want to do that about someone you know or even yourself. It's just a bit, it's a bit sort of like opening yourself up for scrutiny, but the whole relationship bit. Yes, so I mean, it's your life experience. Anybody who knows me will read this book and be able to pick out what parts of myself but I think with any book any character you put pieces of yourself into them um this is just a little bit more open and raw but I think that's why this book has become it's a passion project of mine that's why it's back burner because I write it when I'm feeling it and it's kind of a nice break from the dark vicious world that a world of chaos is (laughs) So I like things that make me sad, that can make me laugh, that make me angry. I love getting mad at a character um, because it means I care about them, you know? And you're invested in exactly. them and it means that your readers will yeah. also so be a kiss of, invested the, the kiss in of them goodbye, as well. It's probably going to be more of a clean romance um, because she's dying. Like, man, when is she supposed to get laid? So I, that was like, I was kind of like, oh man, like this is so different. But... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, it could take a really sort of interesting twist. But yeah, twist. so it is, it is um, I guess, real romance is how I can describe it. Um, but yeah. There's a little bit of the suspension of belief in there too, but. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that I you need to get on with writing. Um, so quickly, are there any other projects 
that you want to talk about um, um or have you covered i have covered um, everything, everything you really that want to talk about coming up those are yeah those aren't the only books i have planned okay, for this year <laughs> but i don't want to get people too excited about things that i don't know when are going to happen um yeah, so I will say that the goal for the year so is fair. to release at least one more A World of Chaos series after Jade and Scar's books. Um, so Jade will just be getting the standalone, and then I do have one more series planned that I hope to get out this year um, in its entirety, and it'll be three or four books. But like I said, I do big oh my goals, God. shoot for the moon, so... If you keep the stars, you land yes. on the moon. So I'm not going to give anything away about that one quite yet, but I will say that that is the goal. And then I do have some other. I want to eventually write some PNR and some fantasy, um, but I feel like a world of chaos is just consuming me right now, so it's hard to think about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yeah, so I yeah, the characters. No, um, they are. Them. They are very, very be jealous willing to of be other shared. characters. They're like you're doing one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So save yourself the drama. Okay. So before we wrap up, um. So yeah, we talked a bit briefly about your year. So you want to write a bit of fantasy, a bit of PNR. <laughs> um. I feel like I'm going to have to get you on again to talk more about like everything you've got planned. Um, um, hopefully, <laughs> a world of chaos be will be done in five years because time. I feel like this is going to be one of those things that I just keep wanting to add to. <laughs> I would like to be a full-time writer by <laughs> within five years, hopefully. Um, yeah, so I'm sure. Giving, no, I giving up my will. day job and positive, doing that would be energy, really, really will. great. And then, yeah, I guess just a romance author of all things romance, you know, going wherever I want, wherever the wind blows me. <laughs> Rogue yeah. romance yep. with sort of... <laughs> talking about when I told you I want to there's and so many yesterday goodbye, I was watching and then my son's <laughs> practice I mean, and I just... texted my team and I said I want to write a sports RH and they're like are you kidding me and I'm like no I want to write a sports RH they're like you don't have time I'm like one day one day I'm gonna do it um I yeah. think I think a sports RH would be really good I don't know. I do. I don't know. Can you think? I mean, I. I the only sports romance I've really read is um, what's called El Kendi's uh, off campus oh, series. Um, are there any really has ballers? Are they like the ballers sports of romances out there? I think. <laughs> oh I love oh that yeah! I love that one. Sorry, that was um, so Ali sweet Dean. Me. She doesn't yeah. have RH. <laughs> she has. She has a couple of really good um, sports ones that I really enjoyed. Um, she has a soccer one that the title is failing me. Um, it's I want to say it's something. I just but I love the series because the female is like a good player. Like I mean I like when the guys are players, but I'm all about the Defiance Falls trilogy. Um, I love when the female is like an athlete. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah. 
I think I know I think that's great because then so many of these books are guys the athletes and it's like no no yeah so that's what I loved about about women's sports like let's have some (laughs) so before we dive back into books um This is no, no. I, I, I feel so bad. Honestly, I feel like such a, such a. No, you have to. I'm just like, like no, no, no. We're gonna move on to this. <laughs> I just feel like it's not right. I don't like muscling people. Um. So yeah, five years time, you're gonna be a super US best-selling author, writing full time. Um. Is there any advice that you'd give anyone wanting to get into writing? Like, sit down and write. And then Mm. don't be afraid to share it. I think getting involved in the community um, is beneficial. But really finding someone that you click with is so 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 different because like I don't know that I would be here and I don't know that shattered chaos would be what it is if Gabby and I hadn't gotten as close as we did and it's because like having a sounding board having somebody to read it and be like yes or like hey girl this doesn't make sense um and just like pushing you to be better and just yeah my my, that's my advice Mm -hmm. find somebody to do it with to go through it with because having someone to support you and having someone to back you to up do. and Gabby was as clueless as I was like we stumbled through our first books together yeah but we helped each other figure things out and when we were having breakdowns we just encouraged each other and like we weren't alone so if, when you're I imagine that when you're Abs- writing as well it's sort of the self-doubt yeah it's just, just so good to have someone to be like just, why it's just so good I can't tell you someone. how many notes Gabby has left me I don't know why you're freaking out. This is brilliant. Like, and I'm just like, okay, that's what I need to hear. Um, writers are so brave, but they're so they're filled with self doubt as well. Like, yeah. you'll release your book, baby, and We're then you're just like, I'm gonna hide like, under a rock until of... all this is gone. Don't get caught up in all of the publishing and the formatting and the arc readers and the beta readers. It's very overwhelming to look at the whole thing. So don't do it until you're mm-hmm. there. Is that something that you found challenging, writing your second one, just out of interest, just because it's sort of like you've written your first one and now you know the processes and you know that it's sort of, you will release the second one, but it's sort of, you can get bogged, so, bogged down in your existing system. So you've got the challenge the, the really for Shattered Chaos was I was stumbling my, th- my way through and just didn't know what I was doing. With Deadly Chaos, it's been trying to take everything I've learned mm. and, like, figure out the most efficient process to get it done. Um, so Deadly Chaos is running a lot smoother. Yeah. Um, it is a lot more organized now. Um, I am both. I am Are both. you a pencil potter? No Or are you becoming a potter? Um, and I know certain characters, but I don't always know how we get there until I'm writing. So, like I said, Rowan was a total surprise. I didn't know she was going to be there until I was mid writing that scene. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. And then I did it and it changed the entire book, um, and the entire tone of the book, but we still ended where I knew it was going to end with Scar, um, and that epilogue so 
yeah, I'm both. I plot some things and sometimes it goes to hell and something times it stays true to what it was supposed to be. But a lot of the time I'm figuring it out as I go. I think that's the best way to do it. And then I, I just think, yeah, if you figure it out, you're not constraining yourself. You're not sort of limiting, yeah. it's limitless. All your ideas so I feel like that it helps have with, that you can put um, on the page. Like keeping true to the characters and stuff too. Um, and I feel like this question has to be asked. I mean, I could ask some more writing You know, we've got to get to 75 reviews. Are you going to buy a headlift? That's what I want to know. No, 50. I'm releasing I um, thought it either was chapter one or the prologue of Deadly Chaos in my group. Yes. So... <laughs> so, oh, 50 I I you get some deadly chaos like, oh, words yeah, no, I but for <laughs> blue hair which is it's a commitment guys I need 75 reviews to dye my hair blue but I'll do it I will do it <laughs> yes so if you're listening to no, this please read it just and leave then a review me. even if you haven't read it yet just leave it give a nice review hopefully you enjoy it (laughs) no I'm sure they'll give um a fab review and you will be having blue hair um uh is there anything else Uh, you think that I I feel like I've been talking for so long (laughs) like is anybody still listening I'm so sorry (laughs) Uh, Thank for you having me, Laura. For coming to the PTA. This was so much fun. Um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the PTA, Page Turners Anonymous. I very much hope you enjoyed it, and I can't wait to announce next week's guest this weekend. And as usual, please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>